Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Don't need no stinking music. We're, we're, you want to listen to music, turn a music station on. I'm pumped today. I'm fired it up, I'm focused it, and I'm prepared it today. We are stacked, packed, and jacked. Tonight, Florida's going to pay the piper. John Adams is uh, right now, as we speak, in transit. Welcome to his nightmare. He's the Hall of Famer, Matt, the HOF. What's it feel like, Matt, to share and breathe air with a Hall of Famer? The HOF. Uh, well, I, it's, I've really enjoyed our t- time with John on here. He's kind of a natural for radio, yep. and his that kind of dry sense of humor comes through a, mm-hmm. a little bit better in radio than it it does in his writing, which is is really impressive. He could he could have had a radio career as well, easily, uh, easily. Actually, actually we, you know, I think we've talked about this off it's, it's a little, it's kind of kind of a shame he he didn't have that opportunity because he could have. He could have really stirred the pot as, as, as a radio uh, personality. Down through the years, oh, my gosh, with all the things that went on here, if he would have been on every day, 
Oh, my gosh. And the thing about John that people have told me is, as they've gotten to know him through this, and his absence today is presented by Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. John uh, called me a little while ago, and he's um, got to get a tux for his night, and we got to all dress up, and, you know. How much do you think I'm looking forward to that, Matt? Dressing up, putting a shirt and tie on. You know when I put shirts and ties on, Matt? When people die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I... Funerals and maybe weddings. Maybe. Optional. I put a shirt and tie on. It ain't good. Casual weddings here. It ain't good. Casual dressed weddings. The thing about John Adams, though, the thing about him... My first encounter with John Adams was when I was a kid doing this, and he walked up to me. And you know, Matt, when you do this, and I was over at like a press conference, but when you first start doing it, you're just, uh, I'm in my 20s, you know. And these people are like larger in life than me because I grew up, grew up, but I, I, I went to Tennessee and I read all these people, you know, the Gary Lundy's of the world, the Mike Strange's of the world, and. The Jimmy Himes is the world, and the Adam, and they're bigger than life to you. I mean, when they're in your sports page, and especially back then, because it's all you had. You know, you didn't, you didn't have all this. You didn't have a phone in your hand. You didn't. The world was so much smaller and more quaint back then. But I remember him walking up to me, and he goes, "Hey, Tony," and I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, this guy knows who I am. He goes, I've been listening to your show. I love your show. And I'm like, what? And then he starts talking about specific things that happen on the show. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then uh, he started coming on with us. You know, like back in the 90s when we were at the old uh, WQBB studios, he would stop down there and sit down there and, and then after the show was uh, three to six back then, and he would sit down there afterwards and hang out and talk to us, and was kind of encouraging, you know. Um, yeah, he was good. To, he was good to us. My first memory of John Adams was on the old Mike Keith show. This is when I knew I was going to love this simpleton, Matt. Picture this. It's got to be. Let's see, Laura and I had just moved back to town. I, I wonder if he'll remember this. It was the spring of 1991. He had been here like three or four years. We had just moved back from Roanoke, and we were driving over to see the Smokies. I remember this. It was downtown when they were in downtown Knoxville. And <laughs> Adams wrote a column, Matt, where he had taken all the Tennessee players who had gotten arrested or gotten in trouble for something under the majors regime, and he made a football team out of him, Matt. Like he, like he had a, and he just that was his column, like the police blotter. And these people were calling in, ripping him, telling him to go back to where he came from, just attacking him, and he was just on there, just kind of in studio, just he 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 he. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had these people so damn mad. I was like, gah. 
And that was in my deep wool days, so I didn't appreciate him putting that in print. But at the same time, I admire the fact that this guy was that out there, that he that he did that. Nobody did that back then. Nobody did that kind of thing back then. So I was like, wow, <laughs> this hilarious. guy. Yeah, they were so mad, so mad, so and, mad. And, like, I'm going to blow your house up mad John. at him. Now he's pandering now, John. Now he's pandering John. Yep. He's buying coin. Now he's hung around long enough to pander. Talk about making the playoffs this year because Brian calls him pandering John now. <laughs> I never said such a thing. Brian, what is your um, what is your first recollection of John Adams, who we will celebrate today? Who, who's not well, here? He's got to get alterations done, so his uh, pants are uh, tonight. I think the first thing that it's nothing to do really with this column is the fact that. He's so out there. You say about you talk about the police blotter thing. Yeah, he actually got married in Vegas and dressed as Elvis during the ceremony. It, exactly, he was dressed up like Elvis. That tells me pretty much all I need to know that you're you're you have somebody here that's uh, that sort of marches to the beat of his own drum, kind of. Yes, and with his columns, you can kind of you can kind of see that as well, where he's not afraid to take on people who. Others might be afraid to take on. No, he doesn't. Like, he does not worry about. He doesn't sit around and go, I wonder how this is going to play. He just kind of does his own thing. Which is sort of inspirational to me. And and to Matt's point, what people have said to me, and I was going to start this thought, and I couldn't finish it earlier because that's just how I am. But what. To Matt's point, what people say to me is um, we've said, you know what? I used to not understand John before he was on your show. I used to hear him on, like, other programs. And, you know, he was on that sports page thing. But there's something about our forum here and what we do that we've kind of brought out kind of the whimsical sort of light side of him. And then the way, Matt, that he goes after me, people tell me they love that, that he just uh, kind of lays into me, and I just sort of take it like a little brother. And um, there's a lot of truth to that. Like there's a – I knew he'd be good on here, Matt. I never thought he'd be this good. No. I knew he would enjoy it. I never thought he would write a column and then chime in on Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction the way he does. Like, um, Matt, he's jumped on at one thirty in the morning with us after writing his column. This guy's in his 70s. Yes. He's so cool, right? Yes, yes. He's. I just I, I just have always wondered what, if, you know, if he was, was a little bit younger, like if he had j- was just kind of in his prime right now, how great of a media personality he would be with, with all the the TV stuff and and obviously radio and you know Twitter, which you know he he never uses Twitter. He he lost his password for Twitter, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> so he, he's like he would be really good on Twitter if if he could. Oh my god, you know, he'd be so funny around, on there. Been able to use that. Yes. But no, he's he's great. I I love being he's on here. Been with on him. A- 
he would have been on with uh, on the SEC network with Paul Feinbaum probably. Oh, there's no doubt. Regularly, I mean, he's a, and here's the thing about John. I grew up in Philly with some great writers like the Mark Wickers of the world, the Philadelphia Bulletin, and the uh, Dolsons, Frank Dolsons of the world, and um, I mean, some guys I just consider incredible columnists. Okay, when I was a kid growing up, the Jack Chevaliers and people like that. Look them up. This guy is a world-class talent. John Adams is a living here. He is a war. Trust me when I he's a world-class talent. That's a guy that could do that anywhere. And I often tell him he has a way of distilling into a few syllables really interesting thoughts. Sting, sometimes stinging stuff, sometimes whimsical stuff, but it's always in as little language as possible, which is sort of the opposite of me. I tell him, I'm, I'm, how do you do that? And he goes, I don't know. But like tomorrow night, we're playing music, okay? I'll, I'll just compare them here. Tomorrow night, we're, we're, uh, we're playing that crafty bastard. By the way, tomorrow we're going to do the show down at Calhoun's on the River. First of our series this fall, we're going to run all fall down there. We're really excited. On Friday, so Bino and myself, we're really excited to see you. Come down, eat some lunch, talk some sports, Steve Russell. Tomorrow night, we're playing music, and and there's a young gal named Sarah that I was working on some Taylor Swift stuff with last night. She, she gonna sing some songs during our deal tomorrow um, as we introduce somebody else into the music scene. She brought some Taylor Swift stuff down here for us to learn. You know, these are songs I'm not familiar with. couple of them are so good. The lyrics are so searing, and they make you feel 17. These songs, like, you listen to them, and they're, like, so dramatic. And they're so, like, that's what talented people do. That's what the, and that's where John is. John makes that column stuff look, that is not easy. That is not easy. And he makes it look so easy. Greg Medea is going to join us. I'll tell you who's not going to make it look easy Saturday, Matt, is this bunch from Charlottesville. You talk about a team that's in the wrong place at the wrong time, in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and now they're missing Chico Bennett, their best defensive player. Hey, Dixon, this is going to be, unless Tennessee can't play on offense, this is going to be a long day for Virginia. I'm talking about a long day, Dixon. Yeah, and ho- hopefully that doesn't include a, a weather delay for partly cloudy skies. Well, but no, I, I, I think I think this is a game that could get ugly early. Wow. Um, I mean, Virginia just just has no offense, none, and they're they're breaking in a bunch of new pieces that. Oh. I've never played at this level. You know, it must have um, been the wrong time. They got the transfer from Northwestern, that receiver. but And it must have been the wrong time. Yeah, unless something happens. And, again, it's college football. But we'll come back and continue with more. It's your chill show on a Thursday. John Adams coming up. He'll be joining us once he gets his uh, tux figured out. It's apropos that he's missing valuable showtime to get fit refitted fitted and refitted welcome to his nightmare after this 
This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School Football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Are you ready for some good old family fun? Don't miss the Murray County Fair. Coming back to Murray County Park from August 31st to September 4th. Finish the summer with an extra special time at the Murray County Fair. You'll find a free kids zone. The jump and run events will pay $12,000 in prizes, rodeo air, livestock shows, and much more. It's all the things you love, all together at the Murray County Fair. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Expo to check out all the events. We'll see you at the fair from August 31st to September 4th. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. I'll tell you who a real one is. Gentleman now joining us on the program, who I was just talking to off the air a second ago. I, first of all, Greg Medea, man... I love your voice on the TLD Logistics Hotline. And I got to ask you, man, like, where are you from? Because you sound just like one of those South Jersey people uh, that I encountered. I just spent uh, a week and a half in Ocean City a couple of weeks ago. And you sound just like one of the locals up there, man. I'm ready to eat some, uh, so, some Jersey tomatoes after hanging out with you here. Yeah, well, uh, Tony, I'm, I'm from Jersey. So, uh, so you're not you're not too far off. I'm from the more central part of the state, Princeton, New Brunswick, South Brunswick area by Rutgers and Princeton. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm from. So if it comes out uh, the Jersey, you can hear. Uh, I apologize to, to your Knoxville listeners who probably aren't used to hearing that that a little bit, but uh, that's what you get. I love it, man. The way you just said listeners, I lo- I mean, you know, you're you're kind of uh, you're kind of uh, taking me back, so to speak. Greg, let's talk. Um, let's start here. What have we learned about Virginia in camp? What are you hearing? What What are some of the developments in camp that uh, we didn't know about this club in terms of what they've gotten done as a lead up to this ball game on Saturday? Yeah, I think I think first it, they feel a little bit better about their secondary uh, than they did going into camp. There were some questions there. They had lost Anthony Johnson and all the ACC corner uh, to the NFL. Uh, after last year, and they lost Central Cypress, another all-ACC corner, uh, to the transfer portal in Florida State after last year. So they had to do some retooling to their, their secondary. They weren't quite sure how it might all come together during August. And, and it, what's, what's happened is uh, they've been able to plug some transfers in. You'll, you'll see Tennessee fans will see Sam Westfall, a transfer from SMU, and Malcolm Green, a transfer from Clemson uh, at corner. They've also slid one of their safeties starting safety from last year over the corner uh, in Cohen King. Uh, and then they feel okay about their safeties, too. Jonas Stanker coming back. He's their uh, 
returning leading tackler. Uh, he'll play the free safety spot. And then uh, Tavon Kyle, a transfer from Iowa State, will play safety too. Uh, so they, they feel a little bit better about their secondary, I think, because uh, there were some major questions after losing all two all-ACC uh, kids in the secondary. So I feel pretty good about that. And then uh, I think they, they still have some questions about their old line, but uh, more confident in that due to the emergence of, of some transfers, just like at corner. Um, and Uganda Nana, the right tackle, he's a transfer from Houston. Um, and then, um, and then Brian Stevens, a transfer from from FCS Dayton, uh, which plays in that non scholarship Pioneer Football League. Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. When you're getting a guy out of Dayton, like we were, we were t- looking at Tony Musket before, and you know he's pretty good numbers at his level, Alexandria, mm-hmm. Virginia. It's got to be a thrill for him to get a chance to uh, transfer back and kind of make a difference. What is your sense of Tony Musket at this level and how he'll perform? Yeah, I, I think he, he. You mentioned just him being thrilled. He, he's he's as excited as anyone getting to play for the the, the home school in his home state uh, after after uh, not having the the, the FBS top tier opportunities coming out of high school. Uh, he was pretty heavily recruited in the portal. Had an offer from Mizzou. Uh, also, some some group of five schools, but ended up wanting to come to Virginia to to play to play for the Cavaliers because it's the team he kind of grew up watching and and wanting to win every Saturday. Uh, I, I I think there's probably going to be some transition. He knows, you know, the defensive line gets gets back there faster uh, at this level than the FCS level. Uh, he said, you know, he even noticed that throughout uh, spring football and training camp how quick Virginia's defensive line. Could get back to the quarterback, and, and he knows Tennessee is going to test them. And I think I think Virginia's coaches know that too. The offensive coordinator Des Kitchings had said yesterday that that in their study they, they found out Tennessee blitzed on like forty percent, forty seven percent of its defensive snaps last year. And Kitchings goes, you know, I don't expect it to be any less on Saturday with with you know UVA breaking in a new quarterback, new offensive line pieces. I think the one uh, area Virginia probably feels most comfortable in is that. Uh, with Musket is he, he played in a similar system at Monmouth uh, for the Hawks uh, through 51 touchdowns compared to only 16 interceptions, uh, but it was a similar balanced, more pro-style attack there, uh, which is what Virginia ultimately wants to be. Uh, so he has a good feel for what Kitchings and Tony Elliott uh, want to do offensively, and the hope is his experience playing and having success in the offense can lead to some better offensive results for Virginia uh, because the quarterback spot was a major problem for them last year uh, with Brennan Armstrong at the at the position and the transition they went through uh, from the air raid to, to this more pro style attack. As I mentioned, Armstrong's twelve had twelve interceptions compared to only seven touchdowns a season ago, uh, and at times his turnovers really really derailed their chances. I think about the pit game they played. He threw back to back interceptions. Uh, for touchdowns on his first two throws of the game, they're in a fourteen nothing hole before people can get even can get comfortable in their seats. Uh, so they're hoping that that Musket's knowledge of the offense, uh, you know, make makes a difference for them. Big arm guy, little arm guy, uh, run around quarterback. How do we describe Tony Musket? Distributor of the football. He 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 kind of views it as a. As a point guard on the football field, I'm sure you've heard that analogy before. That's that's how he views himself. Uh, he's going to get rid of the ball, going to be able to take his check downs, uh, assuming he has the time to, to get to that part of the progression. Uh, but he, he really sees himself. He'll, he'll try to every now and then take a deep shot, but 
uh, going to throw the open man. He said, you know, he's not going to play favorites with, with receivers. Uh, just wants to be able to distribute the football. That's, you know, whether it's to, to his number one target, number two target, the tight end or the running back out of the backfield. Just wants to spread it all around and, and not, not, not force the issue. That's, that's how he views the position. And I think that's, that's what Virginia uh, needs considering so much of this, this pro style system uh, that they want to run is, is predicated on timing, precision, getting rid of the football. Uh, that's 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 what he wants to do, and uh, he wants to be like a point guard out on a field. Greg Medea, I'm so in love with his voice that I'm neglected to tell you he's University of Virginia beat writer, <laughs> works for the Daily Progress, uh, M-A-D-I-A if you want to follow Greg, G-R-E-G-M-A-D-I-A if you want to follow him over on X slash Twitter. Old habits uh, go away hard in my world. But, uh, Greg, um, so Virginia can't be much worse than they were offensively last season. You mentioned the offensive line and how they're going to hold up. How do you think they hold up against Tennessee's? Because Tennessee in camp, one thing, that, one of the themes here was that Tennessee's offensive line probably isn't where it needs to be right about now. Tennessee feels about as good as for at, at their front seven as they have in a long time. Um, as I tell you that, how, how do you process that in terms of this football game? Yeah, I think I think Virginia coaches have have a similar assessment of of Tennessee's front seven. Uh, both Kitchings and and Tony Elliott had said they think Beasley, Aaron Beasley, the linebacker, the balls is the best player on that defense and, and maybe the, one of the better linebackers in the SEC uh, because of, of not only his production, but the way he flies around, the way they can bring him on blitzes. Uh, they, they, think, they think the world of him, so I'm sure uh, whatever that offensive line does for Virginia, uh, mission number one is going to be to identify wherever Beasley is, is lined up. Uh, they, they know Tennessee's defensive front maybe isn't as experienced as, as the defensive line Virginia's going to run out there, but they know they, they, they have immense talent on that defensive line. Uh, I think I think one of the coaches mentioned uh, how, how fast uh, Roman Harrison and Tyler Barron are off the edge and can be off the edge at times. Uh, so they, they know what they're in for in terms of uh, the, the pressure they're going to see from Tennessee, and that's, that's going to be the challenge for this offensive line at, at UVA because it's a group that's playing together for the first time. Uh, I mentioned that the new faces on that group, you've got Anana and Brian Stevens. Uh, they returned Mikhail Boley to left tackle, but he was, he was hobbled in, in training camp uh, with an ankle injury and didn't get back to practice until last week. Uh, Noah Josie, the left guard, he's coming back from, from off-season back surgery. And then Ty Furnish, the center, uh, he, he's probably the guy who's, who's, who started the most in a UVA uniform on that offensive line. Uh, but that, that group's playing together for the first time, so they better hope their communication is on point and their, uh, their, 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 their identification of, of the front and the formation Tennessee uses on defense um, is, is on point because they're going to have to be ready for, for all the blitzing Virginia is anticipating Tennessee to do. I think Virginia will try to help out that offensive line with the tight ends, either Sackett Wood or Grant Mish. They feel really good about those two players, the two older veteran guys, uh, who decided to come back during their what, fourth and fifth years in college football. Uh, and then and then they'll use the running backs a little bit, too, in pass protection, I'm sure, uh, even though they'd probably like to get Paris Jones and Mike Hollins out of the backfield to try to catch some passes. 
Uh, but other than that, I, I think it's going to be an immense test for, for Virginia's offensive line, given the newness of the group and, and some of the things they, they'd like to do, uh, knowing that the Tennessee is going to blitz so often. So what? Uh, how big of a loss is Chico Bennett for Virginia's defense? And was he, will he be ready to play later in the season? Yeah, it's, it's a big deal, Tony. I, I would say when, when looking at Chico Bennett, he's there fastest guy off the edge he's got the most burst off the edge uh the way he can get to the quarterback is is probably the best the best guy to do it on the roster he had seven sacks last year in 10 games to lead the team uh that said uh they do have a pretty veteran front uh so they'll they'll have enough depth to, to mask it they just may not be able to get to the quarterback as easily uh without bennett uh, Cam Butler, who plays more the traditional defensive end spot normally, he'll slide into that bandit hybrid DN linebacker spot that Chico Bennett uh, plays for them. Uh, they feel good about Butler. He played in 40 games. He started 40 games in his career, played in 50. Uh, he, he's, he, he's been around a little bit. Aaron Famui and Jameer Carter on defense, on the interior of the defensive line, they feel pretty good about. Uh, who will fill in on the other DN spot is, is Ben Smiley. Uh, he's been someone to show a lot of promise in practice, but hasn't really done it in a game setting. Uh, so they're hoping to get a little bit out of him uh, Saturday. And they'll use Paul Akiri, too, uh, off the bench. But uh, they, they feel okay. They'd much rather have Bennett than not. Uh, but they'll they'll not rush him back. Uh, they're hoping to get him back the following Saturday uh, for their home opener against James Madison. Greg Medea breaking it down scientifically. Tennessee, Virginia, Saturday. High noon Eastern time in our state's capital. Matt Dixon. Yeah, Greg, just who you mentioned Musket being kind of the, the point guard guy. Who who are the, the top options that maybe he'll throw to or, or hand the ball off to that that Tennessee fans will notice? I know you, and, and then you mentioned Mike Collins, who's a running back who was uh, involved in that the, the tragedy. How how much of a storyline is that going into the game from from Virginia's perspective, or, or is that something that maybe they kind of want to get over, like you know, start playing football so that doesn't be so that is no longer a storyline? Yeah, Matt, I, I think the Holland story is uh, kind of kind of personifies everything Virginia's been through uh, over the last nine and a half months. Uh, the tragedy you mentioned as the three players shot and killed on, on an on-campus shooting, uh, Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry. Uh, you know, Virginia, they've tried to overcome that throughout the offseason, but there's, there's never overcoming something like that just, just because a new season begins. So it's going to be part of their season the, the whole year. And they hope to play inspired, uh, by, by the former teammates they lost. Hollins survived that shooting. Uh, suffered gunshot wounds, was was in the hospital, uh, you know, and a couple days after, doctors had told him that it would be months before he could even put his socks on. Uh, he kind of defied uh, the diagnosis and, and returned to the practice field by the time spring football started. Uh, and he's been back in, in 100% and played through contact and uh, is ready to go. And he, he's, he's become their leader, whether, uh, and he, he said, you know, whether I wanted it or not, that's kind of what happened because of everything he's had to deal with uh, since that shooting last November. Uh, so he'll get the football out of the backfield. Paris Jones, the senior running back, too. Uh, they'll split some carries along with the Clemson transfer, Kobe Pace, who's reuniting with Tony Elliott. 
uh, after the two had some success together at Clemson. Uh, Tony Elliott recruited Pace uh, to, to play for the Tigers, and then after Will Shipley emerged in, at, for, for Clemson and became the number one running back, Kobe Pace left and uh, found, found a new home at UVA. Uh, so those three will share some carries. And then uh, as far as receiving uh, options go for, for UVA, uh, Demique Starling is, is probably their over-the-top guy. He's a Nashville native. Uh, coincidentally, and he'll be playing in a stadium where he grew up going to games. He said, you know, he was one of those kids that, that had the Titans face paint on and, and was sitting sitting in the stands at, at Nissan Stadium uh, as, as a kid and so thrilled to have the chance to play uh, in that stadium because he's got so many friends so many friends and family coming out of the ball game. And then uh, Malik Washington, a transfer from Northwestern, will play in a slot. And, uh, and finally, Malik, Malachi Fields. Uh, he's kind of their bigger guy, six four, two twenty. Uh, he'll be he'll 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 probably be their number one option in terms of the every down stuff. Uh, so that's that's kind of what it looks like for for what Tony Musket has around. You know, uh, just a thought for you. Yeah, you keep saying transfer, 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 transfer. How many <laughs> transfers we have on this club? Yeah, they had to re- remake the roster a little bit uh, in this cycle. They've added. What the court? I'm trying to think of the number off the top of my yeah. head, but it's at least it's at least eight. Wow! That'll probably play. Um, you got the two corners, couple. Uh, you got the receiver, the running back, the quarterback, couple of O linemen, seven or eight uh, in this cycle uh, that'll see some significant action for, for for UVA. And that's sort of the reality, right, of the roster that they inherited. Plus, they want to play differently now, which means they need get they need to go get guys offensively that kind of match what they're trying to do right so you got two things going on there 100 percent. and after tony elliott was hired they went through some significant transition on the o-line and this is kind of like the second attempt to rebuild that group uh after he came in they lost three or four players to the transfer portal on the o-line guys were really good players mainly oluola with timmy the center who ended up at michigan and winning the remington award with the wolverines I uh, lost another alignment to USC, another alignment to SMU, and another alignment to UCF from that group, and it's been an attempt to rebuild that online since. So they've got the two, the two who will start for them this week, and then they've got uh, Jimmy Christ, uh, transfer from Penn State, who's on the roster uh, but was injured early in training camp and is just getting back to practice now. Who, who might be a player for them, you know, in a few weeks? Uh, who they're hoping maybe could be a good player for them in a few weeks. So. Uh, it, I think a lot of it stems from that that need to rebuild the offensive line and and do it do it almost from scratch because a couple of the transfers they brought in last year didn't work out uh, and are at other places already um, and now uh, give it another go and see if it sticks. Hey Greg Medea, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, you know, on the way out, man, we talked way back when. How about my Phillies? I just want to say that to you. Yeah. Man, how about your how about your Mets on the way out, man? man. <laughs> they think, man. I just, I just, it, it's so brutal to watch because now you now they've got a roster of players that you know so bad, basically quad quad A players. So bad, it, it's awful. Uh, it's 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 awful. Uh, what a fall for for the team that spent the most money in the history of baseball. Oh my! Uh, hey, hey, Greg, last year I was in Philly, dropped my son off at Penn for his senior year in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You all took the stadium over. We were sitting there going, and like a year later, we have our baseball team, and you guys are like a dumpster fire. 
Major League Baseball so weird like that. One year. So yeah, weird. A lot changed. A lot changed. They, you know, the Mets banked on those two older pitchers, Verlander, oh. Scherzer. It didn't work out. And then, you know, a lot of guys had down years been in a the, in the lineup. And just a shame. Uh, it happened so quick. But, yeah, you know, the thing about the Mets fans, though, and I'll say this, too. Yeah. When the Mets, fan, when the Mets are good, they're a lot more Mets fans. You know, you said they it. jump on and they travel and they get excited because you, you got to embrace it when they're good. You said Most it. Most of the time, they're not. You're the man, brother. Hey, uh, Greg Medea, folks want to read. And by the way, Matt Dixon's got two words for you for the future. Go ahead, Matt. Tell him. Let Greg Medea in on it. Our little secret here. Yeah, well, he, he's he's doing well at Double A right now. But you will love you will love Drew Gilbert. He will be a perfect fit for with the Mets in and, center and field. Kind of rebuild. You know what he's going to be, Greg? Len Dykstra with uh, with without without all the baggage. Because Len no, Dykstra, the life he's lived, could could get a um, endorsement deal with American Tourister if they still exist. He's got enough. Uh, hey, listen, Greg, much love to you, and I hope you enjoy your trip to Nashville and, and uh, avoid the bridesmaids. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Thank you, brother. Do you think, as he appeared on the TLD Logistics Hotline online at tldlogistics.com, that he knew, Matt, when I said avoid the bridesmaids, bridesmaids what, they, what that meant? Because people that haven't seen it would not appreciate what Nashville's become, the bridesmaid capital of the world. <laughs> they take, they apparently take over that, that city every weekend. Oh, my gosh. You ever want to get Kyle Blackburn going on something, get him going on that, and he will cut an absolute promo on that. He had to go to New York to escape Nashville. Exactly. That's what it's come to. John Adams, there's no escaping today john you are going into the hall of fame first of all congratulations to you and i got to tell you something today snuck up on me because i didn't realize i was going tonight but it, you know kind of snuck up on me i knew all year that tonight was going to be the florida utah game john as i say congratulations to you i didn't realize that these were going to fall on the same night i'm more excited for one of these events and not the other, John. Would you care to speculate as to what I'm more excited for tonight? Oh, yeah, for a college SEC team opening play that isn't Vanderbilt, Utah versus Florida. It's going to be an interesting game. You're much more excited about that. No, I'm not. I I've been reflecting on what you mean oh. What you mean to this program. Oh, geez. And, I, Matt, we were talking about it earlier. What a blessing. I don't know if you were listening or not. I know you were getting your seam in or seam out or whatever, getting ready get to get snazzed up tonight. But you have been a total, complete godsend for us and a real blessing. And, man, I'm thrilled that you're getting that honor tonight. You richly deserve that. Well, thank you, Tony. But I think your show would have been just fine if you'd never heard of me. Oh, I disagree with that. I think you've had a tremendous impact in the market. In fact, before we get into that game tonight, and I want to get your thoughts on it because there's a lot of moving parts there. My, I was telling on the air a uh, half hour or so ago, my first real night that I knew John Adams was completely insane, 
which I love. I love people that are just unique. And Brian was talking about you getting married in the Elvis Chapel, and that was his uh, his endearing your your endearing way. How you just kind of are your own person. That night you appeared on Mike Keith's sports talk show, which was when it was in its infancy. You wrote a column. And basically, your column was all the Tennessee players that had gotten in trouble with the law. And he had you in studio. And I mean, these callers were coming at you like teeth out. And you just sat there and you, had the, you were having so much fun on the air. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's insane. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I remember writing the column, but I didn't remember that I was on Mike Keith's show about it. So the callers would come to yeah, I used to get uh, yeah, I used to get that a lot, uh, particularly when I first moved here. I guess that was, but that was a little while later. That, that was ninety one, no, summer 91? of ninety one. Yeah, because I had just moved back from Roanoke. Was, was that by like all criminal team? Correct. And I told oh, yeah, Matt I that he put an all criminal team in print back then. You didn't do that back then, John. Nobody did that back then. I really didn't think that uh, that it was so unusual. I just thought it was a good column. With this <laughs> thought it would be yeah. thought provoking. I mean, it was kind of amazing how many guys had been arrested. Oh, it was insane. You you t- you had you had me mad. Like I told Matt, that was in my deep sheep days. Like I was really sheepy. And you have me kind of angry. With that. I was like, "Why is he doing this, man? Cheap shot. What, what's this guy? What's this guy's problem? What's his problem?" Yeah, I could hear you saying that. Well, I'm your problem now. Tonight's game is like unpacking a present. That's what this is tonight. This is the beginning of college football season, not last weekend. Tonight is the beginning of college football to me. So did you watch the Hawaii Vanderbilt game? Came right down deep into the fourth corner. No. Could have gone either way. No. Vanderbilt held on. A lot of drama. I played music no. like three hours away, and then Lance was driving. I fell asleep in the back seat with the game on. It was out. It was hot out there. As soon as I got in that car, they said I was snoring. They took photos of me. But I was out like a light, man. You don't have to gasp at that. John, uh, what do you think of that game tonight? More than I thought of the uh, Vanderbilt-Hawaii game. But to me, the and and Utah's a potential top-10 team. It's won the Pac-12 a couple of times in a row. It could finish in the top-10 again. But to me, the... The overriding theme of this game has nothing to do with how good Utah is or how bad Florida could be, but it has to do with injuries and the betting line. And we've heard a lot about that in the offseason. Uh, the Big Ten has said now it's going to announce what players are available. Uh, there'll be a league rule maybe two hours before kickoff. And Brian Kelly, LSU's coach, said he was going to give an injury report. Uh, however, it, there was no such thing with the Utah game and as there is not for most kind of college football. Uh, so I read early in the week, uh, Cam Rising would start for Utah. He was injured in the bowl game last year. Serious injury, ACL. 
That's a pretty fast comeback. But it's very crucial because Utah's second quarterback was injured in preseason. So now you're wondering, well, if Cam Rising can't play, and he's a good quarterback, uh, are they down to the third-string quarterback? So, anyway, the line was Utah minus seven. That line, I would have bet on Utah, given Florida seven points, thinking that Cam Rising was going to play. Yesterday morning, I noticed the line was four points. Utah still favored, but by only four points. And so I started looking to see any news. I, the first thought I had was, uh-oh, Cam Rising's hurt and won't play. I couldn't find a news story on it. Uh, much later in the day, on uh, I think on ESPN's website, it was announced that Cam Rising would not, in fact, play. That completely alters the course of that game and completely changes the betting line. But the point I'm making is inside inside sources knew that before it was announced. And that's why I think it's really important that you have an injury report in college football, just like you do in the NFL. Everybody, not everybody, but so many people are betting now. College, pro, people are just doing it on their phones. The number's five now, John, and so it's got so it's, it's going, going back gone up. up. But so. to your to your point, because what people like Nashville Lee are doing, because Lee told me this, he said as soon as that thing gets to a number, we were talking about this yesterday. He said it's a foregone conclusion in the gambling community, people he talks to, and I'm sure when you're gambling to his level, they subscribe to things, mm-hmm. and that information's gold, which I've always thought back in the day that. People inside these programs, especially in college ball, are um, that the trainers, folks like that, that's people that are privy to these practices and really know who's injured, who's not. That's worth money. Yeah, it could be a team manager. Doesn't have to be another college kid. Lots of money. Yeah, anybody. Any of these people that are allowed inside the inner sanctum, at any rate. For, particularly for a thing like this where, as you were talking about, you know, you're talking about a first-team guy all the way to a third-team guy. Tonight, 8 o'clock kickoff, Florida is such, John, that they could walk out on the field with a third-team quarterback that they're going to face, it looks like, and they are actually plus five in the football game. Not minus five. Plus five. That, that's think another story, that. but kind of, but kind of rounded out the other theme. Yeah. What it, what it amounts to is people giving information. It doesn't seem like a big deal. You think of that. Well, that's not betting on the game. No, no, it's not. But you're giving. So what you're doing, you're creating a channel. You're creating a channel for outsiders to get information. Right. And those outsiders probably have gambling interest. Sure. So you're kind of, it's like gateway gambling. So you create that channel, and the next thing you know, why wouldn't uh, the person giving that information saying, well, I ought to bet on this? You know what the problem is, John? And this is this is really what it comes down to. This is why college football needs a commissioner. 
Because in the NFL, they realize and have for years that their game, sure, people like watching it. And there's a lot of people out there like me that, you know, are going to bet on an NFL game, but will watch it. But a lot of people that watch those games have skin in it. And in order to have skin in it, I've got to know that what I'm gambling on is on the up and up. And in the NFL, if you mess with your injury reports, they take draft picks away from you. They don't play with that. Like that is um, that is a sacrosanct part uh, and part of what they are. It's in it, it's integral. Well, how Tony. these colleges have gotten away with this all these years? Like for instance, it is an absolute foregone conclusion. The Cooper Mays has zero chance playing this week. But our head coach is pretending like he's going to play, which puts doubt in the minds of a back bunch of people. I mean, he said, we'll see what happens later. What, I mean, what's going to happen? Like a miraculous thing? No, he's not playing. Uh, you know, we don't and, know when. He might not. I, I'll question whether he'll even play for the Florida game in a couple of weeks. I think that's accurate. Yeah. He may I, not play until October. You're hearing what I'm hearing. So. That being the case, if this was the NFL, they would put him on a physically unable to perform list. Here's how long he's out. There's no games. Mm-hmm. There's no games. The thing they've got to do in college ball is they've got to get their hands around these head coaches. If if this is going to be and people are going to gamble on it and all this stuff, because it's not fair to people. It's just not fair. Like Lee told me yesterday, he said, I got this thing at eight and a half. He said, when it gets down to three, I'm going to play the other side. I'm going to middle it. I'm going to play both sides. Why yeah, wouldn't it's you? a sweet spot. Sure. So he got it at eight and a half. Some crazy number. Whatever it was. But the point okay, is, well, yeah. All right. Well, even if you go from seven to four. Right. I mean, you can bet both sides of that. That's what he's doing. And, and you know, hit a home run. I, I think with the... Uh, with the way the NFL does it, you eventually have to do it because the NFL, the NFL is the easiest thing in the world to bet on. There, there are not that many teams. Right. Anybody can have a casual knowledge. They probably know who the quarterback is for twenty of the yeah. NFL teams. They could. It's not like college ball when you got one hundred and thirty-one teams. FBS, you have a working knowledge of it. Most of the games on TV. You can sit there and watch the red zone and see everything, the, get the NFL ticket. The problem so with the can, NFL, John, the teams are so close together. The lines are so close together. The games are played on a razor's edge, and it's hard to get an edge as a gambler. Whereas in college, you can find I think you can find more soft spots if you know what you're doing in college. Oh, I yeah, I agree. It's like NF, it feels like 85% of NFL games come down to a field goal. It's hard to predict straight up. It's hard to predict straight up what's going to happen in the NFL, much yep. less spreads. This, this, oh, yeah. hey, this Kowalski guy last year against the spread guys hit fifty eight percent to win in the handicap world. The guy we have on on Tuesday here with Zen Sports fifty eight. Do you know how good that is? People said to me, I got a friend of mine. The guy only hit fifty eight percent. I said against the spread in the NFL. Fifty-eight well, percent is obscene. I, I know. Try that. See that—that that shows how hard it is. No doubt, to man. In betting, if he hits fifty-eight percent, if he hits uh, what fifty-five percent, he breaks even. Yeah, fifty-eight. So he's not making much money. Yeah, with the NFL he, now with college you know, ball, I'm a believer that in college, especially with these new rules, the fact that 
we don't really know here. There's a lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position at a lot of these spots. I mean, tonight's game's a great example of that because tonight's game is uncertainty city. We don't know what's going to happen with Florida. We don't know what Graham Mertz is going to look like. You know, we had uh, Kevin Brockway on yesterday, a guy I know you know from Gainesville, and, and he's been at this sure. a long time. And Kev said, you know, the, the, the narrative with Graham Mertz is he's got a chance here to have some redemption. He's got a chance to do some Hendon Hooker-like redemption. This is what the transfer portal allows for, for, for people. They can rewrite their stories. I didn't realize, John, that this kid was a highly recruited kid that went to Wisconsin Sean Sinclair reminded me yesterday on the air that he was a U.S. Army All-Star Game MVP. All those five-star players in that game, he threw four touchdowns in the game. And then Kevin said that in his first game there, he went something like 19 for 21, or he completed 18 straight passes. And then from there, it was all downhill. Well, what happened to him? I don't know. I mean, nobody, I, I haven't talked to anybody who thought, well, boy, that was a good pickup by Florida. That could turn their offense, the Florida's offense around. I didn't hear that, no. that from anybody. That's the one. That's one of the main reasons I would I would pick Utah. Is <coughs> yeah. excuse me. Yeah, I just wonder. You know, and that's one reason I think why I think Florida will have a losing record this season. There's not much behind Graham Mertz either, but. Well, the updated number's five. And, you know, the bottom line is, look, with football season here, and we're going to do an edition after I get back with John, a late-night edition of Winners and Losers uh, presented by our friends at Miller Lite. But football season is tonight, and there's no better time to make the switches on sports. Fastest-growing sports book in Tennessee. And and they're revolutionizing the way – you will bet on sports simply because you use the promo code TNTONY as you sign up. You'll get a welcome bonus, 5% cash back on your betting volume first 15 days. 5% cash back, not funny money they're going to put in your account. This is real money. This is 5% cash back plus, and here's the thing I love about it. You refer a friend, okay? You refer a friend uh and with your referral bonus code you get three percent of their betting volume the first six months that they're betting with zen sports and no cap on how much you can earn per referral so bring several friends in there's no limit to the amount of people you can bring into the to the zen sports ecosystem here and as with all rewards on zen sports they're straight cash no funny money no credits so what are you waiting for and by the way the play tonight the play tonight, John, is Utah laying the five with a third-team quarterback against punchless Florida. Do we agree with that, John? Do you agree with me on that? I preferred laying seven. It concerns me that Cam Rising is not playing. However, uh, if I had to bet yes. with that line, I wouldn't take Florida. Exactly. And I, that I just, I mean, is crazy. Maybe Florida be a lot better than I think it is. But I watched that team last year, and I can't shake that memory of that bowl game 
where Oregon State. That just poor Miller abused. guy. That poor Miller guy. He might play tonight. Who knows? I think he's second team for them. What are you waiting for? Stop wasting your time, your money on other sports book. Don't do not earn credits or points when you could be earning real money. Zen Sports. Download today in the app store or at zensports.com your wallet's going to thank you later if you have a gambling problem 800-889-9789 terms and conditions apply you got to be 21 in the state of tennessee to bet and you better bet that on the other side we're going to have a tremendous segment because upon our continuance i want to get into this virginia game drill down a little further with john in terms of what he thinks is going to happen so that we're on the air celebrating a victory what are the storylines coming out of this thing Saturday? What are the storylines? And also, i got to construct my totals. I need my team here to help me for our blog tomorrow over at tclub.team. I'm talking with my hands a lot here. I think I've got a lot of caffeine in me, and I'm really excited for John going into the Hall of Fame. So we'll be back with the Hall of Famer as we continue with more Hour 2 after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. 
Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. And now the best man. Uh, I was going to plan this speech out while I got my oil change, but I went to take five and it was a lot faster than I thought. So here it goes. Okay. Tim, you were my first friend. Angela, you were my first. <laughs> yeah, I never thought the two of you would make it, but I guess love really is blind. No, no, no. I mean in a good way. At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay in your car 10-minute oil change. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Hour number two on the radio. I just had a interesting um, conversation with John off the air just regarding the fact that he and I are both, you know, sort of not from here and sort of what led him here and um, I hope he tackles some of that tonight in his speech. I won't be speaking the, tonight. Uh, no speech. Do what? I'm no. not speaking tonight. At your speech tonight. No, no, I'm just getting a plaque. Brian, do you think you need a shout-out tonight at that speech? Don't be humble here. Uh, no, absolutely not. I think, uh, I think John uh, deserves that to himself. Brian, what are you eating? Inquiring minds want to know. Matt, do you deserve a shout-out tonight at John's speech? Uh, No, I don't deserve a shout-out, and there's not going to be a speech. John probably wants the thing to be over with as as soon as possible to watch Sunbelt Billy. Let's go to the phone. He's still Sunbelt Billy, huh, Matt? He's got the third-rank recruiting class right now going, but... He's still Sunbelt Billy at his core. SBB. Well, he lost to Vandy in Kentucky last year. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, and you know yeah. that that's the kind of thing that never goes away. If the program gets a yeah. little better, Florida's getting a little better, but then they, they drop, those fans are going to remember, well, in his first year, he lost to Vanderbilt. What does that tell you? That kind of thing does not go away in the SEC. It was like a Derrick Dilley's second year. Go away. He lost to Kentucky, which didn't have a quarterback who played a receiver and quarterback. Away. 
was bad anyway. He lost to that team in the last game. Now, he wasn't fired until a year later. But people, Tennessee fans are pretty knowledgeable and and pretty pretty good at seeing what's coming next. And they knew if he can't win this game in this situation, he's not going to be here. But we'll go back to our phones. Hey, John, try this on for size. They get popped tonight, which by a third-team quarterback. Tennessee goes down to Gainesville, Cooper Mays or no Cooper Mays, and puts it on them. All of a sudden, Graham Mertz can't play, right? Like, all their greatest fear. He better have the number one class in America. And I mean a Texas A&M-like class to keep those people in the boat. Because Kevin Brockway told me, he said yesterday, he said Under, there's a scenario where these people will turn on this guy. It's very important. He said, he said winning tonight is not, you know, the end of the world, the be-all, end-all. Because you can make a case that if you lose a close game, you walk out of there with your head high, you know, you got a new this and a new that, it's a new day and you got a new quarterback. He said they get out there and they get blasted tonight. And then Tennessee goes in there in a couple weeks and just blasts them. He said all of a sudden Florida's living in a different reality. And there's a lot of truth to that. There really is. Do you think... Florida would be better off playing if Utah's quarterback Cam Rising and starter could play. Yes, because if you lose, I agree with and that. And you're you're competitive, right? And you lose, uh, so well, that's a really good team. Defending yeah. Pac-12 champions, they've yeah. got a lot of returnees, good yeah. quarterback, all that kind of stuff. But what if Utah starts a third-string quarterback and smokes them? It doesn't even have to smoke them. Just beat Just them. Beat them. You lost to a third-string quarterback at Utah. It's the same thing with that Tennessee-Kentucky game and Derek Dooley. I know Kentucky wasn't good, but it made things a lot well, worse. By play- Kentucky's you- playing that uh, uh, receiver. What was that guy's name? Roach, was it? Anyway. Matt, Matt Rourke. Matt How do Rourke. you remember that? Well, it's a trivia question. By the Tom. way, uh, you... Utah's winning that game with defense, I think, regardless of who their quarterback is. Back to the phones we go. They are pretty good on defense. Uh, they're SEC-like on defense, actually, which is an interesting thing. They they kind of play, and he's such an old-school coach. I didn't realize that he was a replacement player, their head coach, and he actually played in the NFL as a replacement player with Suge Knight, the old uh, rap music uh, mogul. God, Tony, Death how in the Rappers. world do you know that? Let's go back to the phones because it's we're paid to know these things, John. Somebody told him that this morning. We're paid <laughs> to know these things. Hello and well, welcome. First, first Hello. Matt remembers Matt Rourke, which was pretty good. And then pretty you're good. talking about Sugar Somebody I've never heard Hello of. Hello and welcome into our next call. <laughs> hey, Tony, Josh. Under wings. Wings-o, wings-o, wings-o. I'm, I'm excited for this Florida-Utah game, but... The main course tonight from L.A., Braves and Dodgers, Spencer Strider versus Lance Lynn. That's going to be a great game tonight. Yep, it would be an NLCS preview, but there's one small problem. What's that? The Philadelphia Phillies. And don't you laugh at that. Tony, I'm holding a really good ticket before the season. 
I'll play Spencer Strider to win the NL Cy Young. Pretty good ticket, Josh. Oh, great. 10 to 1. Yeah. Quadzilla. Great bet, Josh. Wow. That's why you're a gambler. And the only problem Tennessee Lee was saying, if Strider doesn't win it this year, the voters would look at the ERA, which uh, Zach Gallon and Blake Snell have a better ERA than Strider. Ask me who I would vote for. Strider? No. Blake Snell is on a trash team in the Padres, and he has been fantastic this year. If you look at his ERA... It's a, what, a run and a half difference? Yep. Uh, he's my most valuable player. He's my um, Cy Young Award winner this year. No offense to Quadzilla, who I love, who's a great yep. player, who the the Phillies absolutely put it on, and I mean put it on Quadzilla in the and playoffs last year, and we'll do it again this year. You heard it Tony, here first. Another bet I'm feeling really confident about I placed is four to under five and a half wins this year. What do you guys think about that? John, what do you think of his futures bet? Can you sell your um, – can you get some money out of your uh, – right now, your ticket uh, out there, your uh, Cy Young Award ticket? Yeah, if it wins. No, 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 no. You could sell your ticket right now. You could cash that thing in, couldn't you? Isn't there a place where you could sell that? No, it was like a it was like a bonus bet. Oh, um, yeah. So, what do you think, John? Five and a half wins. He played the under on Florida, John. What do you? What's your sense of that? That's a bad year. Five wins for them. That's a bad year. Yeah, I kind of saw him going six and six and losing a bowl game to Oregon State. No, wait, that was last year. Uh, Interesting. Five, five and a half. If I had to bet it, I would go with Joshua Boy and go under. I think Florida very easily could be really? five and seven. Think about it. If it loses to Utah tonight, right? It's going to lose at the end of the season to Florida State. So you got two losses. Baked you know, aren't even you aren't even talking about SEC play. You aren't even talking about Tennessee, yeah. Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri. I mean. Arkansas. Arkansas. I mean, who who on Florida's schedule do you look at and say, oh, Florida wins that? Sure thing. Tennessee. There aren't any sure things. Tennessee, 20 years in a row. What's the line on the Tennessee-Florida game? Seven Seven points. Seven and a half. Yeah, well. It's come down some. Tony, uh, I know it's really early to ask this, but what do you think the keys are against Virginia, Tennessee, three keys. I love it. You're in for Raj. Um, he always asks for the keys. I just think if Tennessee shows up, they're going to blast that team. They just have to show up, though. Stay, uh, stay injury-free, you think? Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's always a key. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Joe Milton's got to handle his first his first uh, college start as the starting quarterback to start the year. It's a different vibe. He's got to handle that well, which I think he, he will, did by it the way. two years ago. Yeah, he didn't handle it well, which I think he will. This is his third third shot. I know, right? He, oh, yeah. was, really, he was really good at his first start at Michigan. Does that add kind of pressure to him that this is his third and he had a couple of false starts? Or is the pressure off that him That was like his now? pandemic year, right? 
I think that's right. Yeah, I think yes. You know, it's weird because they didn't have. I don't think they had the practice. It's kind of strange how I don't think they had the, the amount of proper practice leading up to that game because they didn't even know if they were going to have a season. Especially in the Big not. Ten, the Big Ten like canceled the deal. The, the SEC yeah, they, and then they decided them. The last minute they're going to have a season. Yep, the SEC the shamed them into playing. John, yeah. more pressure or less pressure on him now? Because almost like his fifth year. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? What do you think? No, I think you have a lot to lose because he's looking at an NFL career. And this is a, his last shot. He's got to be really good. So I think there's more pressure. And That's as I said before, I yeah. thought there was a lot of pressure on him in the Orange Bowl. And I thought he, he, he handled it really well. And that's one of the main reasons I think he'll be he'll play well this year. And then, Josh, the second thing I'm looking at with Tennessee is the uh, obviously the offensive line, which I don't know how much of a test they're going to get here. But like Matt talks about the tempo and the pace and how will that look for Tennessee? Um, will it will it be very good from the very beginning? Will it improve as the game goes along? Obviously, Ollie Lane's stuck there for a while. Is Virginia's is what me and John think. Go ahead. Is probably not that good. No, they're not SEC level, but they're not bad. No. They're they're not bad. Um, if they would have had the strength of their team, yeah. If they would have had the kid that can really play, uh, Chico Bennett, who's a pro prospect, obviously they'd have been a little more of a handful this weekend. And uh, Tony out the door. I wanted to say something. I know some Tennessee fans are going to be mad when I say this, but I just don't see all that hop on Squirrel Watt. I just I think he's too overhopped of a player. The only reason he's getting this much hop is because his first name is Squirrel. Thank you, Thank you Josh. Boy. What do you think, um, John? Uh, a nut for Squirrel White? I think... Uh, I think Squirrel White will find many acorns this season. I think he's a he's an All SEC player waiting to happen. Really? Oh yeah. You're I buying. You're buying stock. You're buying Squirrel yeah. White stock. Why? Uh, he's fast and quick, and Josh Heupel's offense will get him open, uh, get him in the open field. We've already seen flashes of that. Uh, we saw him saw him in the Orange Bowl. I just think defenses, secondaries have so much problems lining up with Tennessee's receivers and you get a guy like Squirrel White who's going to be able to turn short play short passes into long games. I, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of his. Dixon, are you buying selling you know, or uh, trading Squirrel White? Matt Dixon. Buying, selling or trading? Um I'm I'd probably buy right now. I I do think there's some hype there, but he was they him and Milton had a connection, I think like he had 13 catches and a touchdown in those last two games that Milton started. Um, so I, I think there's kind of a connection there. Uh, so I, I'd probably buy some Squirrel White stock. But I, I do I do think there is some hype, but I think he lives up to it. Hey, yeah. Uh, in, in preseason, well, the first, I guess, first media day, I asked him, uh, ask him about because of his size. He's only 165 pounds. He's not a big guy. And uh, though we've seen a lot of small guys excel at that position in college and even pro, I asked him about his size. Did you do anything in the offseason to, to get stronger, to maybe uh, proof yourself against injuries? And he says, well, I think of myself as a big receiver. 
<laughs> I thought that was thought that was a good line. Back to the phones we go. And he's a small receiver that, that plays big. Well, there you go. And you I mean, know, he can play go. big. I think size and, is in your mind. They say with dogs, dogs don't know what size they are. No, they don't. I had a Pomeranian, eight and a half pounds, who thought he was a German Shepherd. Isn't that funny? They have no <laughs> yeah. idea. And then some big dogs will cower to a little dog. <laughs> That's like absolutely they're, true. You know, going to get beat up by it. It's absolutely yeah. true. We used to have two um, dogs, a big one and a small one, Bry. And our little one would let that big one know when it was time that it could eat out of that food bowl. We had two food bowls, but she controlled, and she was a female dog, which seems appropriate. She controlled the household there. She told him she would not let that dog eat while she was eating until she was done, and then she would give him, like, a signal, and it was okay for him to go eat. And she was, like, (laughs) and she was literally two and a half times smaller than this dog. (laughs) It's really funny. Sandy and um, King. King was not a king in his castle. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> yeah, Jacques Green made an interesting comment on Twitter about how uh, somebody said, I think Booger McFarland said something about how it feels, it feels like the Utah game was a must win for Florida this year. But he kind of responded back. He said, no, it isn't. He said this year they got to beat Vandy, Kentucky, and Tennessee. He lumped the balls in with Vandy and Kentucky as games Florida had to win this year. Well, so I wonder I, the reason he said Tennessee is because does he think Tennessee's not as good as they we think they are? No, they just don't lose to no, Tennessee two years in a row. It's just an early season game at home. That's right. And they don't lose to Tennessee two years in a row, too, I think is the concept. Because that's a real warning sign. When you lose to an opponent like the Vols and you're Florida's coach two years in a row, you're kind of, like John was saying, you're kind of marked at that point. You're marked. Yeah, and but losing to Tennessee is one thing. Losing to Vanderbilt, it's just, I Impossible. mean, it, it's a black mark on your resume that never goes away. And now you can rise above that and have great success. But if in troubling times, that game will always be revisited. You'll just say, well, he couldn't beat Vanderbilt. What did we expect? You're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Back to the funds we go. And then, especially if Vanderbilt has like 50 fans at the game, and they they all storm the field after it's over. Back to the phones we go. Poor Vanderbilt. That 11, when did they have more than 50? That crowd of 11,000 they had the other night was really something. I mean, the USFL called and it wants its gimmick back. Hello and welcome into our next call. <laughs> How you doing, Tony? Oh, no. Hey, Bill, welcome in. You're on with the Hall of Famer, Bill. J- yes, John, congratulations, buddy. Thanks, Bill, and I think you're a Hall of Famer caller. Well, thank you, John. We're going to have a Hall of Fame at some point. John, who would you put in the first class of call? uh, Who would be your first class in a Hall of Fame? Uh, Does a cattleman get in? I would have Roger. Yes, Roger's got to get in. In Memorial. And I would have Titans, Bill. Right. I would have uh, Holy Joe. Oh God! Soiling this I, exercise. I would, I would have Coach Richard. I call him Coach because he's got some real inside stuff usually, and kind of knows how coaches run a game. He's a good. He's what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I tell you who I like to is uh, Rusty. 
Raw Rusty Pipe. Um, then, uh, see, I've got, we're not going to have more than five in the first class, and I might have overlooked somebody just off the top of my your head. Call, sure. Your call of fame is tracking with Donna Thomas's. Titans, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, I'll tell you one thing, John. I'm going to Tell make another to prediction. I'm going to make another prediction. You're not going to only be in the Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame, but uh-huh. I believe in the future you're going to be in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame because you deserve to be in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Well, thanks for the, your Along support, but team. I haven't heard anything from them, Bill. I don't really expect that. But I well, maybe you can maybe are, you can make it happen. You you're an influencer. <laughs> You're an advocate. John, is there uh, like a Sports Writers Hall of Fame that you know of? No, they have it for different sports. Right, uh, right. You know, like they'll have some NFL media types who get in the Hall of Fame, some right. baseball types. Right. Uh, some college football types have gotten in, I think. It's um, interesting. And then... We have our Tennessee Sports Writers Association just in state. That's a we have its Hall of Fame. And how, ma- how many of those awards have you won? That Sports Writer Association. Uh, I don't know. I think you got I, a bunch of plaques behind you there. Yeah, I figured it out once when I was doing my first book, and I was pumping myself up and something on the back page. I've got over 160 writing awards. What? Well, you can see the you can see some of those flags. Yeah. I don't have any more room. I don't have any more room on how gifted. How gifted well, is John Adams, uh, Titans Bill? How gifted is this guy? He is very gifted. Very. I think Titans Bill, and I'm not just saying this because you're on with us. I think you're better as a caller than I am as a columnist. I think you have more <laughs> impact when you call a show than I do writing a column. I'll tell you Just this, Titans Bill, about you, if we can turn a, turn if we can turn this to you for a second. One of your um, adversaries, Lam Weirdo. Uh-huh. Who? Who? Lambrito. Lambert. He 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 told Lam and Titans Bill, what do you call him? Lam Weirdo. So which I pop every time for the way you say it. Say it again. Lamb Weirdo. So, Lamb Weirdo uh, told me in a conversation a few weeks ago that you're an artist. He said, really, what Titans Bill does on your show is art. He said and he's really come into his own uh, here of, of late. He loved your bit the other day about the... Um, the the myst- the murder mystery thing out of um, out of Great Britain Great Great Britain yeah Midsummer Murders I mean he said for him to weave that into into the show while he was killing it was really incredible the other day John have you ever heard of that What channel can John see that on Bill Okay you can get it on the Oxygen channel That's and ironic also and you could also pick it up. You could also pick it up on um, Amazon Prime Video and also Freevee. John, what's your favorite uh, murder mystery type program? Do you have one? 
I said Matlock was mine. I dated myself. Bill had Perry Mason as one of his. I'd have to think about that because I like a lot of mystery yeah, type shows. It came up because the Smokies are doing a whodunit night Friday night where they give out clues in between innings and that, like a whodunit deal. And I told our guests here today from the Smokies that what they ought to do is announce at the end that they don't know. Leave everybody home with it. Send them home with a swerve and a cliffhanger. Can we do a whodunit for Tennessee football? Oh, there's Matt. Like, how many candidates are there? Well, for, well, well the, yeah, but the, the answer is probably Butch Jones or Brian Niedemeyer. Well, not to spoil it, but or maybe the Haslam. But there are there are a lot of candidates. Yeah, you could. Well, they're in the process it, of doing that to the Browns. It might be sponsored by Pilots. So they wouldn't be the, the murderers. <laughs> Hey, 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 sponsor. Go ahead. I I'll tell you who else should be in the, in the Tennessee famous. I'm on the phone right now. Who's that, Bill? Serious. Who's that? I'm serious. You. You want Matt Dixon in? No, Brian? I want you in. I don't go in unless Brian goes in. Brian, do you think Brian's HOF worthy? Titans, Bill. Right now, I want the answer. Only one that I know is HOF worthy is the person I'm talking to on the phone right now, and that's you. Well, I don't go in unless Brian goes in. We're going in as a team. Holland, I don't go in either, so you, I guess you won't be going in because I don't have any issue or plans of going in. Holland Oates. <laughs> yeah, Titans, you know, Bill, you I'll... say you want Tony in the Hall of Fame, but... He sometimes slights you, and I don't mean to cause problems about this, but and bring up negative stuff. But for example, you you've got center stage, and the next thing you know, Tony just kind of drifts off into another topic. It's as though you, when he does that, I think, oh, Titans Bill must have hung up. But no, you're still there. So uh -huh. how does that how does that make you feel? Uh. It's hard to say how I feel on that. No, matter, it's not John. hard. How does it make you feel, John? What uh, do you want him to say? He's like in his feels, and he like hurts his feelings. Doesn't hurt his feelings. Guy's an artist. We've established that. You you don't well, you can be an artist and still have your feelings hurt. It's playing four D chess over here, man. This guy's doing well, you art. Know, well, you know. Well, you know. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of hurt by it. Be look. This guy's Andy Warhol with a cell phone in his listen, hand. Listen, Tony, let him let him talk. Tony, you're the dean of sports talk radio here. You're also That's not an arch question. Rival. You're also an arch rival of Mike Keith. I'm not an arch rival of Mike Keith. I love Mike Keith. I was just talking about how he impacted me with his work with John Adams in the first show. What are you talking about? Tony well, Bills, let's get back to the question. Do you sometimes feel slighted by Tony? There's nothing wrong. Yeah, That's a fair yeah, question. Yeah, I, Doesn't yeah, mean well, you hate him, but do you feel slighted sometimes? Bill? Actually, when I want to talk about Titans, you know, he'll say, well, you know, this this isn't a topic that we're talking about, but, you know, go ahead. Ooh. Well, Bill, Bill oh, wow. I'm sorry you feel that way. You're out of here. 865 you want to get in the hunting in the mix with us, 
on a day where John Adams goes into the Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame. We will be there tonight to celebrate with him. He's presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. Tennessee and Virginia. We'll get some more calls in, and then we're going to unpack. I need these guys to help me for my totals for tomorrow. Uh, the blog and then the show, Bino and I will discuss this tomorrow. Some interesting little side bets to kind of have about tomorrow's game. For instance, how many snaps will Nico play? How many yards will he throw for? How many balls will Squirrel White catch? That sort of thing. And we'll unpack it on the air as we continue. How many sacks will Tennessee have? How many turnovers will they force? How many turnovers will Joe Milton uh, commit? That sort of thing. Total yardage. Total points scored. You know, that kind of thing. As we continue with more on your other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Come see us Saturday, September 9th, and let your first cookout be on us. With the purchase of any grill, you will receive an Omaha Steaks voucher for 12 steak burgers and 12 beef franks free. We also will have hamburgers for the first 100 customers between 11 and 2 until we run out. Come see us Saturday, September 9th at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. The fair is back. Murray County Fair returns August 31st to September 4th. Rodeo air, jump and run competitions, and motocross. Check out live exotic animals and science shows in the free kids zone. And enjoy all the carnival rides, games, and food you know and love. Livestock shows, exhibitor competitions, the rodeo, and so much more. Don't miss the Murray County Fair, August 31st to September 4th. On Facebook and Instagram at Murray County Fair and Exposition and online at murraycountyfair.com. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you. Thursday, John Adams, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors. We're going to go back to the phones. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402. Also, through the magic of Twitter spaces, if you want to jump in, raise your hand because I'm now looking at that. So, uh, And for our friends that experience the program that way, also make the switch to Twitch if you want to watch the program. Make the switch to Twitch and look for our Twitch account there, Tony Basilio Show Official, over on Twitch. Over on um, X, you can find us at Tony Basilio there. John Adams goes into the Greater Knoxville Sports Hall of Fame tonight. I'm pumped. I've got to wear a suit. 
It's all about me. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You are live on the air. Hello, you're you're in. Welcome in, okay? Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the show. Tony, this is Big R. Hey. I'm calling as a, calling as a patient, Tony. Uh, I called uh, about twice a year. I just have an emotional dump. And I normally just text to Bino and just, uh, you know, and it, and it probably disrupts his day. That's fair. But dealing with uh, this NIL, whether it's the uh, – transfer portal, whether it's the disgrace and the realignment of college sports and the things that I've loved, I said, who do I see to talk to about? I mean, I'm a troubled soul. He responds back, Dr. Basilio, the only one in town, to which I said, I'm screwed. But here I am, Doc. I'm struggling with this college football season. I'm wanting to find joy in it. But, Tony, Every time I go to try to regroup, I see the only guy out there that hates all this change as much as I do is the evil one himself, Nick Saban, and he's the one that freaking caused it all. I mean, am I lost my mind here? No. He's the reason. And you bammers that think I'm wrong, you want to know why the national landscape went nuts? Because you had a coup d'etat, basically, with the NCAA. When you go on vacation with the NCAA president, the same guy that hired you at LSU, you think he's going to investigate you? You ruined it. You ruined the game. You caused acid rain, a rise in the sea levels, all kinds of crap. And I'm sitting here with my compression socks on just trying to keep my blood pressure to a relative level for the season. But they destroyed the whole thing, Tony. I can't stand them. Gosh. That's all I've got. That's my company. Well, and, go from there? And, Adam, and and the thing about NIL is the, the reason that I jumped on as an advocate for NIL, whenever I see Saban's against something as profoundly as he's well, against it, you know you should be for that. And there's where I'm torn because I hate it. I can't lie to you. Even if it's fair, even if it makes sense, there's part of me that hates it. You know what I like. You know what I liked about. But but you know what, the the coaches have had this free movement for so long. Yeah, I get it. Players deserve free movement, and by the way, it's made the game a lot. It's made the game a lot more interesting. John, I saw a stat that coming into this weekend. What do you think in Division One football the number of transfer quarterbacks are going to start a quarterback for these respective teams? What do you think that number's in? The thirty percent, the forty percent, the fifty percent, the six. What do you think the numbers in, John? Forty percent to the seventies. Really? In our league, Matt, what was the number in our league? Is it half the league? Eight out of fourteen. What was the number, Matt? We counted up the one day. Because like Joe Milton, he's a transfer. Mertz is a transfer. Uh, the guy at Georgia isn't. The guy at. Um, Kentucky is the guy at LSU. When you start doing it, the guy at LSU is. Yeah, you're right. No, it was. It was. It was. I think it was a little over half. I think it was eight. Eight out of fourteen. Which, which is kind of. I think that was kind of in line with the Power Five overall. It was like fifty-seven or sixty-two percent of Power Five starting quarterbacks are transfers. I, I think Art's made the game better. Transfer uh, portal. Maybe, and I hate the whole thing. But then again, I feel like your soul was correct when you were recommending Matlock earlier. I tell young people all the time, you want to get your life together? 
You put three hours of Matlock in your life a week, things get better. It just starts. It's a great show. An old soul a little yeah, bit. no question. Hey. And and eat you a good chili dog every once in a while. Go all the way, like Andy used to say. Well, one other question I got yep. is, uh, as a season ticket basketball holder, do you know if we will need to have our food city cards present uh, when when we are scanning into the arena or not, or how's that going to work? Matt, do you get, like, gas points, or do you have any idea, Matt, how that's going to work? And, and how is construction of the new uh, produce section coming over there in the arena? <laughs> but I would hope you get two or three times the fuel points for some of those non-conference games that Tennessee's I wonder if they'll take Go you to your seat in a shopping cart. For some people, for some people, John, yeah. you've got to get more. For those non-league games, you got to get a bigger discount on your groceries. No doubt, Brian. Thank you, Art. Don't check out. Ain't gonna work. I can guarantee you that. I'll see you. Enjoy the weekend. Here's the thing about college football. I think all the change at the end of the day, it's a sport they can't kill. John, think about. Week zero and how embarrassing that was. Think about any other organized sports league, major sports league in our world, that would put that kind of dreck on the field in week zero, not put one decent football game in the bunch. And Orange Short wrote a great piece this week, which is college football is the only sport that can do that and fall forward and continue to get away with it. Would the NFL ever, ever dream of doing something like that. We're just going to have a week, you know, and we're just we're going to put these games on television and uh, not one of them. The UMass game, John. UMass, and who was it? New Mexico State. Maybe. That's your national television ESPN game? Are you trying to repel people? But see, it's the first week of college football. Yep. And there's this interest and enthusiasm that has been building for months and months and months, really since the last national championship game was, was played. Uh, so there's such a buildup to it. And people are so, people care about college football so much. And even if the games are one sided, you see things you like. For example, I'm watching the Southern Cal game yeah. with, uh, who was, oh, San Jose State. Southern Cal turned loose his freshman wide receiver branch, something like Zakai Branch or something like yeah, that. Zach Branch, I guess. Zach, was, he was amazing. I mean, he looked like a first-team All-American. When he got the ball, every time he got the ball, I thought he might score. I know he wasn't playing a great team, but the quickness, the sudden change at full speed, there are not that many guys that can do that. And so you see things in a college football game that are entertaining. And I even watched that Hawaii-Vanderbilt game, which is probably over the top, granted. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was curious to see, you know, if Vanderbilt could lose that game. I, I was telling somebody before the game, he said, well, I think Hawaii's horrible. I think I'll take Vanderbilt and give points. So, well... I, I would have a rule that I would never take Vanderbilt and give points. I don't Me and care Brian who the team week. is. Me and Brian last week. 17 points, yeah, no you way. Just don't, you just don't do yeah, it. No way. Seven, 
that's too much for Vandy. I mean, no way. If it's a single digit, if it's a single digit line against an awful team, maybe. Because Vanderbilt is capable of being so bad on a given day, and, and go back to the think about it last yeah. season. Vanderbilt has got something going. It beats Florida, beats Kentucky, comes out and plays Tennessee. And that was maybe the worst Vanderbilt team I've ever seen against Tennessee. That effort that night it's just down there hard. in the rain. Wow. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Before we do a couple of totals here, and, and we're going to work on this, I need these guys' help. John, what would you set the number for for Saturday afternoon to incur action going both ways on Joe Milton completions? How many completions is he going to throw? I think, yeah, he could come out of that game early. I would say 18. Matt, what's what your was... number? What's your number, Matt? Yeah, so somewhere between like like 17 and 22. So, yeah, 18 and a half would be a pretty good number for it. I'm going to set it there. How many attempted passes? Joe Milton. 30. All right. We'll see what they think. They may think that's what do you think, man? I mean, I think Tennessee's going to run the ball. Milton's going to turn the ball over, guys. What do you all think? He did no. in the orange ball. No, I agree with Matt, so forget that one. I'm going to put the Milton turnover number at a half. At .5. And let's let people, if they want to bet on it, bet on it. But we'll throw a little number out there, a little nuggy. Uh, Titans Bill or a caller, Joshy Boy. Somebody said they thought Squirrel White was overrated because of his name. That was Joshy Boy. Maybe. Maybe because he has a cool name. Maybe if his name was Roderick White, we wouldn't know as much about him as we do. I don't know. Uh, how many catches for, uh, how many targets? How many targets Squirrel White, John? See, they will spread it around, so I will go maybe uh, for line, maybe eight and a half. Matt, what do you say? Yeah, I, I was thinking like maybe five or six. So, okay, I, so I you think, you think he'll only get targeted that many times? Well, I think he'll catch every one of them. Oh, okay. I, I think like a good one would be, here's a good one. Go ahead. Give set me one. this line. Hit it. How many yards per catch will Squirrel White at average? All right, yards per catch. That's very good because he can turn little plays into a. I know. So that one's, uh, what would you say on that? 16 and a half? This is Matt and Brian territory here, and we start getting into numbers. I, I think may, maybe a, a tad higher than that, but uh, that, okay. I mean that that, I, that would that's a good starting point. So okay, maybe uh, eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half, and we'll leave it How's there. That? that works for you, Bry. Uh, who's Tennessee's second leading receiver in the game, John? Who's our first leading receiver? What do you think? And you're talking in terms of number of catches. Yeah, yeah. I who's think featured? he'll go to Brew, Brew McCoy right. probably a lot. What's the number? Catches, I will say, seven and a half. How many targets? And that's that's a little bit. I love the too, man, too much minutia for me. Way into the weeds, Tom. Yeah, that that targets. That's how many rushing yards will the Vols have Saturday? 
I'll say 225. I'll go. Keep in mind, Josh Heupel likes to run the football. He sure does. It's a running offense. Probably the strength of Virginia's defense is yeah. its run defense. Yep. So. Yeah. I, I'd go about, I'd go like 195. Right. That's still a lot, though. Absolutely. We'll go 185 and a half. How many plays will Nico, I'm a never going to leave you, play? Let's see. Plays He'll for Nico. Get three series. He'll get three possessions in the game. Oh, I think more than um, 16. You're thinking like Brian. Plays. What do you think, Matt? A lot of this depends on when you think the knockout punch is coming. What do you say, yeah. Matt? Some, somewhere between fifteen and twenty. All right, let's go. Maybe ahead. closer to twenty. I don't. Yeah, I think well, I think they'll go. try to showcase him a little bit. How okay, many? Let's t- say nineteen then. For a- I'll put it eighteen and a half. How many TD passes for Nico? I think he gets on the board. I put it at one and a half. That's my number. You go with that, John? Yeah, I think he'll throw one. Gaston Moore plays. I'm going to put that down at point five. Do you guys think he plays, John? You think you think he plays? Think they get him ready? Just kind of just in case in these early games. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't really grab me. As Don't a get orange betting line. How Don't many? Don't get orange throw involved here. How many? <laughs> what a buffoon he is. How many sacks for Tennessee? Uh, in the game Saturday, Matt. What's the number there to put it at? Uh, I'd, I'd put it at four and a half. Wow. Yeah, uh, Virginia's offensive line is might even be worse than Tennessee's if that's possible, Tom. Well, and I think that's a good line because I was thinking four, and I'm thinking the quarterback from Monmouth, oh. Tony Musket. Oh. I mean, he may he did really well at that level of play, but He's never played against this kind of competition. Tennessee's defense is not is not Georgia's defense, but the guys are going to be bigger, stronger, quicker than anybody's ever played against, and I think it's going to be stunning to him. Tony Squirt Gun. Tennessee punts, John. How many times they punt the ball? Because they don't punt much. I'll say... Is .5 a number or one and a half? What do you think? Oh, no, I think they'll punt more than that. How many times do they punt against Clemson? I think that the highest number I'd put was maybe four and a half. They punted I, eight times. They, they punted a bunch against Clemson. But Clemson's, eight, like eight times. Clemson's a different they, they have some three and outs. I'd go uh, punts. I'd go three. All right. I'll add the hook there, three and a half. Total points, Virginia. Matt, what's your number on that? Seventeen and a half. All right. I'll go fourteen and a half. Yeah, I'd go low. I say thirteen. It's just a really bad score, offense. They'll score once against the reserves, I think. I'll middle y'all. They'll we'll get go, one score. We'll go fourteen and a half. Anything else we could add on our Tony's totals? What about that this? Dino and I will discuss tomorrow. What about this? Is it a better chance of ten if of Virginia scoring twenty points? Are being shut out. 
All right, we'll do a we'll do a uh, prop. I mean, I, ooh, oh, I, I, that's a good prop. Well, think about it. Tennessee last year shut out Vanderbilt, and I don't know if this Virginia team is any better. I like that prop. I think the only way they score twenty is if they get a defensive score, or kick return, or something. Never know. But it's, it's not. It's not. Forty things can happen. Or it's Tennessee shutout. Fetch to think they wouldn't score at all. No, no, no. What if Tennessee opened the season with back-to-back shutouts? What if these guys look like the monsters of the midway? What if they? What if they don't see a decent offense till? San Antonio rolls in here. What if Florida looks like total slow tonight? And when I say slow, I mean slow from Dairy Queen. I'm talking and about bottom of the barrel slow. I'm, I'm never not had slow. That, but. but to the radio listener, I want to say I love you. I appreciate you. We'll stick around and kick it around here on TLD Logistics Overdrive. Over. We'll get some calls in and then we'll get out of here because Sean's got to go. I got to go. We got a big day today. We're taking care of the business of the business behind the scenes of the business. Uh, and.